Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the BS Report with Brady and Scott, uh, here sponsored by Freedom Physical Therapy Services. Uh, we're bringing you the uh, injury report for the upcoming week of NFL action between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Scott, how are you doing? Great. Good. Uh, so right off the bat, let's, uh, let's break down these injuries. Um, so it looks like on the uh, report here that the big addition for the Packers is Kenny Clark coming off of uh, rehabbing that groin injury, and it looks like he's going to be a go uh, for – um, the game. Yep. I mean, for to get him and uh, Devontae, they were both full practice yesterday. So to get them both back and to have gotten through the bye week uh, and be 4-0 is uh, awesome. Outstanding. Yeah. No qualms about the Packers play, uh, especially the offense on a tear. And I'm hoping Kenny Clark back on D can kind of bring some stability to uh, that run defense that has been a little bit problematic, but something we've been able to overcome. Yep. Um, you know, you know, I think other other guys that are still on the the IR, Devontae Adams, or not the IR, but the injury report, uh, Devontae Adams, full practice, looks like he's going to be back. That's going to be a big addition, uh, especially against a very stout Tampa Bay defense that has been very good against the run. So having that extra weapon in the passing game uh, that we haven't had is, I think, going to be big. Um, and he's just obviously so talented. I agree. Um, one other guy that does stand out to me on the, the defensive side of the ball is Kevin King. has had some quadricep, and he didn't practice on Wednesday. Um, you know, he's been a part of a very dynamic duo between him uh, and J.R. Alexander. Uh, Who was also on the injury report, but I, yeah. I bet you both those guys play. I, I hope so. You think even uh, Kevin King with no practice will play? Yes. I okay. mean, depend. yeah. I mean, if he's – if he's able to go, yes. So, um, other than that, no one, no one else that's that's uh, terribly concerning. Um, other than you know, there's some guys that we have on IR that will get back probably after week eight, right? That's when they can can come back. Um, or, or no, I think earlier than that even now. I think they changed six? it. I think so. Okay. Well. I mean, I think Khalil, I think the. I mean, it might even been three weeks now they allow you to go on the injury report and then come back after three weeks. I don't know if that's a COVID thing that they changed for this season, but okay. I know um, who's the uh, the rookie linebacker out of um, Minnesota? Um, uh, Kamal yeah. Mar Martin? Yeah, so he, I think, um, he would have been able to come back. He had his knee scoped. I think he had a meniscus tear, and so he had his knee scoped. And so I think he would have been eligible to come back after week three. But I think they're they're just pushing it back, just letting them letting them heal. But that's somebody that I'm really excited to see um, play. I, I I and they it, all reports coming out of training camp was that he had a really good camp and that they were really excited for him. Um, and, and it would be big to get a boost from a guy coming out of the draft this year. Um, on the other side, the, the, the ball or, uh, the other team, uh, Buccaneers, Mike Evans has been dealing with an ankle injury. That's kind of been plaguing him throughout the beginning of the season here, but he's still been pretty effective for Tampa Bay. I've watched a couple of their games and, yep. um, he's been a big, especially red zone threat that they'll have to deal with. Um, yep. I, I mean, from a, from a PT perspective, could you just kind of maybe go into why, those ankle injuries can become so chronic and hard to deal with and why he might deal with this for the rest of the season? Yeah, so um, 
I was at a class one time, uh, and the instructor said, um, there is no such thing as a minor ankle sprain. So um, it impacts uh, everything, and you think it, after it heals, there still can be biomechanical uh, issues that are going on that you're able to walk and run and do what you want to do pain-free, but there's still some uh, underlying issues there that you um, should be worked on and treated. Um, but concerning uh, Mike Evans a little bit more of where this could be just lingering is um, often I think if you stretch that ligament a little bit, it's just more susceptible until um, you can allow it to just heal. It's like if you've got a cut knuckle and you keep bending your knuckle all the time, um, it's going to stay open. So I think that's similar um, with like an ankle sprain. It just him just doing what he does for a living just kind of keeps irritating it. And, and that's where you, it might be a lingering issue. No, no different than like a hamstring too, right? Yeah. Like just, you just keep straining a little bit and it just never can quite go till you can give it just that total rest period. And what, like, is, what is a total rest period oh, just generally depends. mean? Oh, that just really varies. Like um, it could be a whole off season for him. Potentially. I mean, a few, I would think like, you know, several weeks gotcha. of just kind of letting it heal, which is obviously not normally possible if they're trying to get him in the lineup every right. week, yep. playing at an extremely high level, right? High speeds against all that stuff. elite competition. So, right. Yep. Um, I, you know, looking at the, you know, they've got some other wide receivers that are uh, battling some stuff, but no one that I think isn't going to play. Uh, the other big one is uh, Carlton Davis is like one of their starting. Yeah, did not did not play. Looks like yeah. he's got an abdomen in injury, yeah, so which he, which he's been dealing with. It sounds like so he may not play. Which again, that would be big for as as a um, explosive as our offense has been. To lose one of their starting cornerbacks would be a big deal for them. So before I guess we get onto like our predictions and and everything else that we do for the the Packers uh, and and the Buccaneers, why don't we talk a little bit about uh, Dak Prescott's injury? Just because. It was obviously such a gruesome injury that kind of sent some shockwaves. You told me that uh, you and another PT kind of text each other when stuff like that happens. Uh, kind of walk me through what your reaction was to, to Dak uh, breaking his ankle. Oh, gross. <laughs> um, it's funny, when I watch that live, when it's something like that happens and I'm watching it live, it doesn't bother me as much as if I know I'm going to see something that's horrific, then it seems to bother me more. Um, and that's just... Uh, yeah, so Aaron and I, if we see something, we'll text each other, like, we'll check out what happened. And not that we, I, you know, enjoy seeing somebody injured. I think from a standpoint or an occupational hazard is you just try to figure out, like, okay, what did they just do, you know? Yep. Um, what got torn or what got broke. So it's just more of a, a diagnostic, you know, thing, and then see if you're right or, or not. So um, obviously <laughs> – with Dak's injury, uh, you know, when his foot's pointing in the wrong direction, uh, pretty apparent that it was like a, you know, compound fracture of his, of his tib fib, and um, you know, I didn't, you, I didn't know that he had dislocated his ankle, which is just horrific, because um, that really, you know, that's your like mortise in there. That's very, uh, it's in there, so that's hard to do, and lots of ligaments around there. So to dislocate your ankle. Um, a lot of force so um so yeah so that's it was horrific and he's a good guy by all accounts so you hate to see something like that uh happen to anyone but you know so i guess so without 
fast everything moves and the way that these guys are able to plant with the cleats and things like that in the turf in uh, the way you see like offensive linemen get rolled up on a lot, it's kind of surprising to me that it might not happen more than it does, and we don't see that. I mean, thankfully. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, but is like say they were like this became like a chronic issue, and they're like, man, we can't have guys dropping like flies to this kind of horrific stuff. Like say that were an issue, would like going away like banning cleats or something like that or reducing or, the or height of the the cleats that, that you would, can use would putting, that help yeah yeah so um yes i think the thing that you would do like in so high school football um you you have to have 14 cleats in your shoe so it seems like it's counterintuitive but the more cleats you have in a in a in a shoe the less apt you are to have these kind of injuries. And really? then the same point too, they also have a certain length that they, that they need to be. And it's usually not, they can't be certain longer because the longer they are, the more they bite into the ground, the fewer they are, it's, it's like less surface area so they can get in deeper. So like a lot of like their cleats, they probably have like a seven cleat shoe. Okay. And whereas like in, I know in high school football, the WIAA, you need at least a 14 at least when I was playing, so that's a long time ago. But uh, you need a, I think it was 14 cleats had to be um, in your shoe, and that was to decrease the risk of injuries. Okay. So it'd be, it's kind of like, like I said, like it's counterintuitive. You'd think the more cleats are there, the more risk you would have of having them. Yeah. Um, but the less they can bite in, basically. Okay. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense uh, if you think about it physics-wise. Um, it's science. It's science. Uh <laughs> But yeah, it's it's sad, and I think the you know obviously the big conversation surrounding this was uh, Dak Prescott was trying to get an extension right. done with Dallas yeah. and uh, didn't didn't sign what Dallas had offered him and um, took the um, what is that the um, well, the, the franchise thing. yeah so yeah. I mean he made thirty two million dollars yep but yeah these guys are signing what. 130 140 million dollar contracts so yes. yeah i think i think there will be enormous pressure on jerry jones yes to sign this guy to a a, a deal and and make sure that he's um taken so, care of so i have i have a hard time with the subject and i don't want to come off as insensitive but i almost side with Jerry Jones on this there was a lot of conversation about like well if this was a you know different guy if this was Tony Romo was the big one is that this guy would have been locked up already that that at least that was a conversation that some of the guys on like ESPN were having um that like if 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 this was Tony Romo this deal would have been done right um so why did they say why they 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 think it wasn't because he isn't as he didn't warrant the money. Well, so he, I mean, essentially before Mahomes signed his contract, the the word the word was out there that Dak was asking for essentially the richest QB football deal in in the history of the NFL. Which I don't think as a quarterback he was there, and I think the Dallas Cowboys were saying, "Hey, I don't think you're worth I, that either." I agree. And there was a deal out there, and and to to my um. I guess from my point of view, whether or not you agree with the way the CBA is written between the NFL and the NFLPA, yeah. 
this is how the system works. And yeah. if he really wanted that security, he should have signed the deal. And if I'm Jerry Jones and everybody's asking me, well, now you've got to sign a guy who's got an injury when the reason I didn't sign him is because I didn't think he was worth what he was asking. And we franchise tagged him. Uh, and that franchise tag yeah, allows right. us to have this flexibility with yeah. this being a one-year deal that if something does go wrong, we want to move on from this player that we have that flexibility to. And I don't understand other than purely the social construct asking him to sign or make a deal with Dak for a long-term financially secure deal, why that makes sense for the Dallas Cowboys. That's I, What you just said, I couldn't agree with more. That's 100%, and you just changed my opinion. So, no, I totally agree. So, I, I mean, so that's – I mean, he's going to make a lot of money. I mean, he's going to be re-signed, and he's going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. I don't think he warranted being having the richest. Can- I mean, he didn't. He didn't warrant it yet. I didn't think so either. Right. Um, but so the, and that's just. And that, like, yeah. I mean, B.J. Rajay did that with the Packers. They wanted to pay that guy like five million a year. Something. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And he said no. Yep. And then he didn't have a great season. So then he signed like a one-year deal, and then it wasn't that great. I mean, he left like $35 million or some number like that on the table. Yeah, and I mean, to a certain extent, it's – I mean, they're talking about big differences in money. Don't get me wrong, but it's like what – Yeah, you're right, I, man. I, I agree. Is like, is $200 million compared to $150 million going to change your <laughs> life that drastically, like you think about it? Yeah, no, I agree. So – I you, you So you – I couldn't agree more. It's a perfect point. Yep. So that I mean, that's how I look at it. I, I kind of looked at it, I think a little bit different than some of the other guys are, and I understand from a personal level that this absolutely is yeah, terrifying if, and, and it right. sucks for Dak. And, and I think because he's a good guy too, like people oh, generally like him. I yeah. think if he was kind of a jerk and like a prima yeah. donna, yeah, people would be much more like, oh, sorry, bud, too bad. But and, because he is such a good guy, I think there is this emotional. Uh, yeah, aspect and, to and it. And by all accounts, like you look at this guy, quintessential leader, like you right. said, great no, team no, guy. Yeah, no one has anything bad to say about the guy and the fact, like where he came from, fourth round pick. Yeah, yeah. worked his way up, yeah. won spots, won everybody over. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, there's a lot of good things to that. It's just, you know, it's a business, unfortunately. Yeah. The other, like, on a brighter note, what I did want to talk about, and I was thinking about the other player, I want to talk a little bit about Alex Smith coming back. Oh, yeah. Um, just because, you know, from a rehab perspective, like how much work had to have gone into getting yeah. him back from where he came yeah, from. Yeah, good for – I mean, yeah. I, what did he have, like 20 surgeries? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yep. Yeah, that Yeah, that was super impressive. Did you see, like, his wife when he came uh, into the game? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, so, so I guess a couple things – like if they hadn't, if they they weren't gonna clear him unless he was ready to go, because otherwise it'd be a huge liability on yeah. your hands, right? But considering that they were down by a yeah, lot already, right. Washington's not a good football team this year. He is the third string. Like he should he should just wrap it. He should retire now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like okay, week. I came back. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Yeah. Mic drop and walk out. Because uh, I mean. He, his wife lost years off her life watching that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, <laughs> she she lived it with him, right? So yeah, no, it was impressive. After I mean, he had uh, I think his was even more horrific than because he got yeah yeah than more horrific well, he, than I Dak's. mean, his was life threatening. Yeah, um, just in terms of 
like you, you he got had, right. He got a he got a infection, and which that's yeah. one thing with Dak. I guess the bone, you know, went through the skin, yeah. so he's at an increased risk of uh, infection as a result of that. So I'm sure they'll monitor that extremely closely. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, uh, that was impressive. Yeah, and I mean a lot of good like heartwarming videos in the off season. Him, you know, making the making the the team. First off, uh, I think at the beginning of the season there was a big uh, celebration that he had with his family, and his family surprised him with some stuff, and it was it was cool to see that. Yep. So, um, okay, so those two big injuries feel bad for Dak. Yeah. Good for Alex Smith. Hopefully, yep. Dak gets back to it to next year and rehabs that and comes back to where he was playing originally. Yep. Back to Packers, uh, Tampa Bay. First off, it's been two weeks. We had an excellent showing against Atlanta. Let's do players of the week for Atlanta. Here's this week's players of the week. For Atlanta. For Atlanta. Okay. Do you want to go first or? Sure. I mean, it's it's easy for me. Yeah. It's Robert Tanyan. Yeah, it, same. Okay. So Robert Tanyan has three, three TDs, has a big breakout game. Huge red zone target. I don't know what else there is to say about him other than good for him. And yep. And here's the. This is my stat. Maybe we can have stat of the week. Sure. Sure. We're we're just adding stuff now. But anyway, stat of the week. He has more touchdowns in the first four week. Or excuse me, he has the same number of touchdowns in the first four weeks as what Jimmy Graham had in two seasons with the Green Bay Packers. Addition by subtraction. Yes, and 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 then Jimmy Graham's being paid eight million dollars to play in Chicago, yes. which is even better. So, um, good so for yeah, Jimmy no, Graham. Yeah, yeah, right. Good, right. <laughs> God bless you. Um, so anyway, so yeah, I agree. Yeah, easy, easy pickings. Yeah. So um, I guess predicting player of the week for this week. Who do you, who do we think? Um. I'll go, but I'll go with um, I'll just Devonte Adams coming back, if, especially if their secondary is a little beat up. Um, yeah, I'll go Devonte. I think that's a good one. Um, God, I, I mean, I wasn't even prepared for this one. Uh, I mean, okay, I'll say this. I'll say there's a chance we'd be successful if if we have a bad defensive outing. But I think it, it's it's all that much more harder, and I think Kenny Clark comes back makes a big difference because I think if he doesn't, I think we're going to get run all over. That by Tampa did you Bay. watch the game against the Bears? Yeah, they're run that dude for the the Jones twenty seven for yeah. Tampa Bay. Yeah, man, he runs hard. Yes, I mean I was really impressed with him. So yeah, so hopefully Kenny Clark. Um, yeah, and, and and maybe it's you know Zadarius Smith has been lining up in the middle yep. of the field a little bit more. Maybe he makes a big impact, but I think it's got to be someone from the from the middle of the defense. Um, that comes in, makes an impact, stopping the run, um, maybe having some, you know, they have a good offensive line, but the Packers, I think, have been good at getting after non-mobile quarterbacks. Yeah, totally. Tom Brady is not, and I don't think he has that same pocket awareness. So, you know, maybe someone from the defense has a big day. He doesn't sometimes even know what down it is, That was uh, comical. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, it would have been actually – well, no. Yeah, no, it would have been nice for them to get a win against the Bears. Yeah. Uh, That's so. all right. We're, we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> we're fine. Um, so 
let's uh, we we've done our players of the week. Let's do uh, hot takes now. Hot takes. Got hot take of the week from week from Scott Coonan. Coonan. My hot take is that Chris Barnes, undrafted uh, rookie, free agent, cut practice squad, now back on the um, roster, starting inside linebacker. My prediction is that he will be first or second team all on the all rookie team. Okay. So he'll he'll be on the all rookie team uh, despite being an undrafted um, rookie free agent. He's so, off to a good start. Yeah. Uh, I mean, played a huge part so far yeah. in the Packers defense. Um, we always, have, for the like the past what ten years, have always been for some reason thin at inside linebacker. Um, yeah, AJ. Hawk, AJ I mean, Hawk. when did Hawk, AJ Hawk get drafted? I mean, that's that's over t- right. He was the inside linebacker on the Super Bowl team, right? Yeah, but so AJ Hawk hasn't been on the Packers for. <laughs> yeah, well, he went to Cincinnati. Or, yeah, they loved it. So I got a good friend who lives down in Cincinnati. And uh, when they went down there, like he and he's, but he's from Wisconsin, so he's a Packer fan. And they, when they went down, when he signed with Cincinnati, like all the Bingo fans, because he went to Ohio State, right? Yeah. So they were all, you know, jacked up about getting AJ Hawk. <laughs> and so he's, he would just, he would just laugh, you know. He goes, "You guys don't know what you're getting. Yeah, this yeah. isn't, <laughs> this isn't AJ Hawk uh, that you saw play at Ohio State." So, anyways. Um, AJ Hawk was a good Packer. He was. He was solid. Round. But yeah. for the fifth round, I guess, you know, yeah. if you took him fifth overall, you yes. hope that you got like a perennial all bro, all, all pro yeah. uh, player year in and year out. And he, he, was, and he was pedestrian. Yes. So that, that's why I think we make fun of A.J. Hawk. If we had drafted him in the fourth round and he played as long and as well as he did, yeah. I think you would have thought, oh, that's a steal. So Okay. So speaking of inside linebackers, What's your opinion on Martinez? Because right, Martinez last couple of years, like statistically, he's a very good linebacker, and statistically in New York, makes, he's been very good. Makes a lot of tackles. Makes a lot of tackles, eight yards downfield. Exactly. I I mean, again, solid player. I'm not trying, you know, yeah. solid player, good, but he's not. I think he was too slow. Yeah. So, um, but solid. I mean, he made the tackles when he was there, and he did the best with his athletic ability. Yeah. But he, he at the end of the season, or when we let him go, I mean, he kind of said the system when they brought in um, uh, the new de- defense coordinator that, um, you know, they changed kind of the system, and that may be the case. Um, it does it does seem like whoever we put in there has not been able to make a huge impact in the middle of the field, and you do wonder if that is Petten's scheme uh, coming out there, or if there's something that they have to do schematically different to yeah. – uh, take advantage of maybe some of the talent because uh, now I don't think uh, th- we signed guys to fill that role. Granted, injuries and things like that, but we've also drafted to try to fill that position. So they've tried to do that. And now, obviously, Chris yeah. Barnes is playing relatively well there. And once we get um, the the guy from Minnesota back too, I think um, I yep. think that I, I and they're both rookies, so they can only get better. Yep. I did watch the Chargers. Um, um, the uh, New Orleans game, yeah, yeah, and so that Kenneth Murray, he got picked by them twenty, you know, twenty third pick. They ran like a little thing out. I, dude, is fast. Now yep. they're, they're so at some point when maybe these guys are 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 those are that is that player, mm-hmm. um, but 
man, I'm like, damn, that, 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 that we'd love to have somebody like that, that yes. can go sidelines to sideline. And, and I don't think we've had that since even before AJ Hawk. Yes. No, I agree there. I, I don't even know if any of the, can any of the guys that we have now, like, even though we signed those guys, I don't, none of those guys are sideline to sideline monsters, are they? I don't think they're as fast as Kenneth Murray. No. <laughs> well, no. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's nice. I mean, hopefully at some point we can get a, you know, an impact player like that that's that fast. Because it is. It's just a speed game now. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. So, I guess, what do you – I mean, getting into the actual matchup of this weekend, um, like I said, I was worried about the Falcons game last time and it was a potential trap game. Uh, the Packers are actually one-point favorites – uh, even though the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a home team, um, they might have uh, fans in the stands. Uh, yep, they are. They are. Like 15,000. So, yeah. So, I, I don't – I mean, that still doesn't seem like it's going to be enough to affect Rodgers at no. all and the, the snap counts and things like that. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit worried just because of how, how well the Buccaneers can potentially run the ball and the fact that I think this will be the best defense we've played by far this season – so you wonder if it does give us just enough trouble to uh, slow up the offense on a few possessions. I don't think the offense is going to struggle terribly. I don't think we're going to score less than 20 points or anything like that. No. Um, but the only potential would be that uh, our defense isn't there and we get run all over the place. I agree. Yes, what you just said and stuff. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. No. I agree. I think they should win. I mean, when they pull, when they played the Bears, I watched them play the Bears on Thursday night yeah. last week, and I, I was. I mean, at, like to your point where you said last week, like you think they'll go fourteen and two at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was a game that I probably chalked up as a potential loss for them. Sure. But after the, the you know, the Bears beat them, um, I felt more up up. Um, Optimistic. Optimistic. Thank you, Brady. Um, so I felt more optimistic, but I, my concern is that that Tampa Bay did get beat. Yeah. And so now they, they need a win. They, they need a win, and this is a divisional game. You know, it's an NFC game, yep. and so at the end of the season, these are important. That's probably my concern of where you're definitely going to get their best effort, and then playing on Thursday night. You know, they've had a little bit longer week to rest up and study as well. Yep. Um, if it was a shorter week for them, then I would feel better about it too. But those are, you know, I still think Green Bay wins. Here's the other reason to be optimistic for Green Bay, I think, is also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been extremely undisciplined as a team oh. as a whole. I mean, just ridiculous amount of penalty that, yards. That, did you, yeah, that drive uh, against the Bears was yeah. stupid. <laughs> yes. And uh, the funny thing to me, is that like clearly Tom Brady coming from New England where it's like here, here, and here. We've got like at max 20 yards of penalties yeah. per game. Everybody's running, yeah. you know, like clockwork. And then it's just do you see him get after the? Do you see him get after the center? The center yeah. had that oh. headbutting personal fall, and as they were going off the field, yep. he was after that dude. And, and, and rightly so. I yeah, mean, those are just. Yeah, it's like. Uh, it, He's used the, used to a certain way of discipline. Well, they and, kill you. I mean, they're and yeah, it hurts you big time. And I, and I think that's another reason. I think uh, the Packers will be able to take advantage of that. Uh, we've been extremely disciplined. Not a lot of penalty yards on us. No turnovers. No turnovers. That's the other thing that makes me a little nervous. That's just like eventually 
it's like statistical regression. Eventually, you're going to have a, a game where you have a turnover. Hopefully yep. not. You don't have to, but uh, yep. eventually that, you know, they're, that's going to happen. So hopefully Brady throws another pick six. I mean, he's got what, that a couple. actually is very likely yeah. statistically. <laughs> so. The other thing I watched, this isn't – I watched the Chargers-Saints game. I, I mean, I think Drew Brees is – did you watch that? Toast. Yeah. His, he just yeah. doesn't have it. He's got noodles, noodles for arms now. And he's one of my, I, mean, I he's one of my all-time favorite players. I mean, he's just a class act. Played forever, just awesome. You know, great person, everything that you would want. And yep. I'm just like, I watched that game, and I was like, dude, it's done. Yeah. Yep. He just can't throw it. Can't throw it downfield. Nope. And it's and it, and when he even when he does like the out like the 15 yard out, it's like that ball takes forever to get there. And I don't know what defenses are doing, but like uh, a couple like even you talked about Brady's like pick sixes like for how awesome those two quarterbacks were, you would think some of these reads that they wouldn't make some of these throws and just like, but they're just not seeing some of these guys that have dropped into coverage. Yeah. Some of that too, like I was listening, I was up in Seymour uh, this weekend, or I, I mean today, and I was driving back and I was listening to the Green Bay Sports Talk, and they were talking to the Tampa Bay beat guy, mm-hmm. and he said like that first week, the one like Mike Evans ran the wrong route. Okay. Like the wide receiver and the quarterback have to see the same thing, and if they don't, they're gonna the yep. wide receiver is gonna. So he said everybody says, oh, that's on Brady. That pick six on Brady. Yep. Probably on Mike probably. Evans for gotcha. not reading the defense. The right way. The right way. So gotcha. anyway, so they that's, this guy said that he thought they're getting better on being on the same page, um, especially with no real, you know, preseason or training camp kind of weird. So, yeah, yeah. so um, should be a good game. I'm excited to watch it. I mean, two of the best quarterbacks ever. Yeah. Um, so what's your what's your prediction? I, I mean, I don't – I have no idea on score. I'm terrible with predicting scores, but I do think Green Bay wins probably by seven points. All right, I like it. Um, that, that's what I would say. How about you? Thirty-four, thirty Packers. Okay, close game then. Yep. Think it's a nail biter, or do you think it's a uh, like Tampa backdoor cover? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't. I think Green Bay has the ball, four-point lead, and runs the clock out. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. As always, uh, support our sponsor, Freedom Physical Therapy Services, for all your physical and occupational therapy needs. We'll help you enjoy more freedom. Exactly. However you define it. Scott's got it right on the nose, everybody. Have a wonderful (laughs) weekend. Go Pack Go.